0: Hello and welcome to the Soul Seeking Love podcast. My name is Alicia, but you can call me Leash. Join me each week as I go on a journey to answer life's biggest questions and probably ask a few more along the way. Thanks so much for joining. Hello everyone and welcome back. Today is a totally unplanned episode i actually will give you a little mercury retrograde story it's november 1st mercury retrograde ends the third i had a full half hour episode recorded from a week ago that i was going to just edit tonight and post which i always have posted and ready to go by midnight mountain time here and I was just going to edit it up a little bit, post it for tonight. It's only like 8 p.m., and I figured this would be such an easy, quick little podcast sesh tonight. Just a little bit of editing and ready to post. And, of course, Mercury Retrograde dropped a technology bomb on me. It's been my Bluetooth player this whole time. Usually it's something like my phone, my computer, my car. This year it was Bluetooth, so like every Bluetooth player I used was like off or like I had issues with or whatever. So I'm not surprised that this happened, but I lost the whole episode. And it was another piece on Resistance, which was a continuation from last week. But apparently this idea that I've had that I'm going to now talk about instead tonight is more pressing. And the universe wanted me to post this out first. And maybe I'll re-record the resistance or maybe I'll be able to recover the files when Mercury's not in retrograde or who, see, who knows. <laughs> but the thing that's really been weighing on my mind lately and what I want to introduce is relationships. And if you know me, you know that is the number one topic of conversation. It is it's either I'm asking you about your relationship or you're asking me about my relationship or in my most common case, lack thereof, a relationship. Um, Because I seem to be, like I've said once before, I'm constantly thinking about relationships or talking about relationships, but I seem to always be perpetually single. So who knows? But I am the person that a lot of people come to about relationship stuff. Because it seems that the few relationships that I've had, I've only had a few serious ones, um, four to be precise, maybe five, depending on who you ask, what you think, defines a serious relationship. To be honest, on a side note here, they're all serious relationships. Every single person that you get into a relationship with, you learn something from, and they are a stone in the walkway towards your destination. They're all there for a reason. They all teach you something, whether it's good or bad or both. They're there for a reason. They serve a higher purpose before you meet the person you decide to be with. You know, for the foreseeable future, we won't say future because... Forever, we won't say. Because the future is completely uncertain. And you can say forever all you want, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Forever is not ever true or guaranteed. So, huh, okay. Side note, I seem to always be talking about relationships. I seem to be the person that comes to relationships, like, that people come to for advice. I um, have only had... A small number of very serious relationships, off from my side note. But I've basically encountered anything you could possibly think of that could be encountered. Apart from engagement and marriage and having children, the minutiae of a relationship, like the bullshit that breaks people up, the toxicity, the whatever, I have experienced in one way, shape, or form. So I have a story for everything. My friends will come to me and say something, and I will be able to give them a story of exactly how it played out for me and why it played out that way, what I would have done differently, what I did do right and what I did do wrong. And it's not to say, like, I know everything or I'm the best or I'm, like, a master. It's just that, you know, I like, I like to give people examples so you can learn from my mistakes, and I learn from my mistakes. So oftentimes I can give a story and it illuminates something for whoever's asking me, my friend, What they couldn't see themselves because you're in it, you know, when you're in a situation Any life situation that's difficult You're you're not seeing the forest for the trees You're just looking at the one tree so you can't see the big picture and i'm so guilty of doing this myself I have to constantly try to pull myself and zoom out to see the big picture. That's why I have such great friends that I have found that keep me grounded that I know I can call like call or count on to help me zoom out. But I try to also be that person as well for my friends and I think seeing it from another person's point of view and explaining exactly how it plays out is so helpful. So anyway, my friends have started calling me the car- the spiritual Carrie Bradshaw. My friends just think I am the spiritual Carrie Bradshaw because I word and say things in forms of questions. I think is part of it, but also because I'm very similar to Carrie on the show, Sex and the City. In that, first of all, I have a Mr. Big. You know what? For the sake of this podcast, let's call him that. It's ironic because if you know him, it's just ironic. But we're not going to get into details about him. He's totally Mr. Big. It's the most toxic, crazy relationship I have ever been in. Everyone jokes that he is my Mr. Big. We are definitely never going to get married. There will be no movie double sequel, not gonna happen, but there was a relationship like that. I also kind of had an Aiden, but not really. Maybe I haven't met my Aiden yet, but definitely a toxic Mr. Big situation. And the back and forth, the questioning, the not knowing when to move on, the uncertainty around the other guys that play a role in the story, you know? Carrie goes on a million dates in Sex in the City. And each of those dates, teaches a little lesson to her that it becomes a bigger part of the story with Mr. Big. And she always weaves him into all of the other lessons as well. Like, he always is someone that she learns lessons with and goes back to, but also has that push-pull toxicity. So it's like the same thing as in Sex and the City. Like, Carrie has had to zoom out, and she uses her journaling or her column, I guess. Yeah, her column as a way to see the forest for the trees so that she can see exactly what's happening. And that's basically how she mended the relationship with Mr. Big. But anyway, not to go on a Sex in the City tangent, I really believe that we all could be our own relationship guru, but I'm just going to be yours on this podcast whenever I talk about spiritual Carrie Bradshaw stuff. So today is the intro episode. And basically what I want to accomplish with every time I talk about relationships on here, let me make this clear. I'm not bashing any guy that I have ever dated. I don't, think there's anything to bash I wouldn't have dated them if I didn't think they were good guys all of them am I bitter and sad about how some of them ended sure I'm human that's natural I'm sure a lot of my friends and family are bitter and angry about how some of them ended but it is what it is it happened the way it was supposed to happen and I learned the lessons I was supposed to learn so you know if I harbor resentment I'll move on from that but the most important thing is how it shaped me and that's what I want to focus on the lessons I learned, how it shaped me, how it changed my point of view on relationships, and not make it about them and the relationship itself. Because it never, it never ever really truly is. It's about you the whole time. And that's the fascinating thing. So when you're not in a relationship, the only thing you're thinking about is a relationship, if you want one, right? So like I personally... I don't really care about marriage as the institution in general. I could care less about it. But I do want a partner. I want somebody that I can create a life with and a family. I want to create my own family. That's something that I've always been called towards, you know, being a mom. And it hasn't happened for me yet because I know I haven't found the guy to do it with yet. You know, I haven't found my other half to make this container, this relationship container and family with. And, you know, in my searches, it's like, because I know I want that, it's the only thing on my mind. So I can have everything else go right in my world. Everything else go right in my day. I could have the perfect job. I could have all the best friends. I could have all the money in the world, you know, feel the healthiest in my body. And I will still be focused on the relationship because it's the one piece that I can't really control. And it's the one thing I don't really have. So I can't really control when I find him or who he is, or where he's going to show up. The only thing I can tr- control is the, the knowing that he's there and the knowing that, or not even that I can control the knowing, it's trusting. And, and I can only control my thoughts and feelings around it. So if I know that I'm called to, if I feel called to have somebody to share my life with, then he must be out there. And this might be kind of convoluted for some of you listening, but basically the philosophy around this is like with a soulmate or twin flame, which we can talk about later. But if you're feeling pulled to be in a relationship and you don't want to be single and for whatever reason, like we talked about resistance, right? If if being single feels like resistance for you, then there's probably somebody out there calling you back. And you just have to figure out who that is. So the only thing you can really truly focus on is staying open and staying true to yourself and knowing that whenever they do show up, you'll be ready. You'll be there as your highest, truest, most vibrant, authentic self. And I know that the times I've been most unhappy in relationships are when I'm not her. When I am not my truest, most authentic self. When I... Give in to the wants and needs of others instead of putting my own wants and needs first. It's when I Allow things to happen in a relationship that I normally wouldn't allow like not having boundaries so Being single we tend to focus on just having that relationship and The first thing we think about in order to get the relationship is What's wrong with me? right? That's that's where everybody goes. It's so fucked up, but it's true. Everybody's first thought is, what is wrong with me that I'm still single? What do I need to fix in myself so that when the partner shows up, I'm perfect? Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just such a crazy recovering perfectionist that I used to think this way legitimately my whole life. If I just lost five more pounds, if I just made this much more money, right? If I just had... X, Y, Z, then I'd find him. Then he wouldn't leave me. That's the bigger one. Then he wouldn't leave me. We often reminisce about past relationships when we're single. And we think, if only I had done this differently, maybe he never would have left. I'm so, so guilty. I'm the most guilty of that. And I tried everything. I did all the things with my ex, the Mr. Big. I really don't want to call him that. I'll have to give him his own nickname. But I'm never going to use anyone's real names. I'm never going to say anything specific because it's really not about that. But I did that so much with this past relationship, the big one that I was in. Um, We were together for six years. And there were so many times that we were off and on and off and on. And each time we were off, I would fix something about myself. I would literally as if I took myself as a car to the dealer and, and said, this is the work I need to get done. Paid for it, had a receipt and list of things, all the things that I would fix. And then we'd get back together. I'd show him the paper and say, this is what I did to make myself better for you this time around. And it was like a little checklist I could recite about all the ways that I wasn't going to go back to old patterns and habits and how our relationship was going to be different this time. And it never was. And, you know, why? Why? <laughs> Because I was focusing on the wrong stuff. I was looking at all the superficial stuff and I was focusing on the external environments playing a role in my internal environment instead of letting my internal environment, you know, shape and create the external. So, how do we do that? What what am I really even saying? Like, I'm going really super esoteric here. When we're in a relationship, we think there's something wrong with us that we need to fix. And it's kind of true, but it's really not. Because we look at it as though there was something that was wrong or not correct about the two of us being together. So, you and your ex partner, you think about all the things that you wish you would have done, or, you know, if I had only tried this instead. And the truth is, maybe, and I'm not sure really what the truth is why people break up. I think it's all just lessons and then. When you learn it, you kind of move on when you're ready to, for the next lesson. Um, I think that we focus so much on fixing ourselves for a specific person and usually a partner instead of just being our best version of ourselves. So I would do things like, in this specific relationship, my big focus was the external, the physical. I would go on crash diets all the time. I would go to the gym for three hours a day. I would go crazy, like, I was always on a new diet. I was always doing a different fad. I was always trying to tip the scales. And I thought each time we broke up, no matter how great I looked, no matter how fit I was and how healthy my body was, I needed to lose more weight. I needed to be more in shape. And I needed to prove that I was bettering my physical body. And every single time we broke up, I did it and I... I got an even better shape and I was even more ripped and I was even more toned and whatever I thought I needed to be skinnier, whatever. I did it every single time, no matter how much it cost my body in the long run, because I'm still kind of paying for it. I did all the things. He would come back. I would say that I was better. I was fixed and I was prettier. I was healthier. I was fitter. Whatever I thought that he wanted to hear. And the same problems would happen because I was fixing the wrong stuff. So what we really need to do is tune into who are we? Who is the highest version of myself? Who is that person? Do I even know? Have you even met that person yet? And yeah, maybe being healthy and in shape is part of becoming my most authentic self. But that's not the only part of it. And I was neglecting so many other things for the sake of vanity, thinking that it was the only thing that needed to change or adapt. And truthfully, the only thing that needed to change or adapt was my conditioning around believing it was my fault, not his. And and that there was fault at all. I mean, there doesn't... There doesn't really even need to be fault. I'll just say it. I mean, I don't know how to word this even more specifically or any better. But sometimes relationships just don't work. And it doesn't matter how hard you try. And it doesn't matter how much love there is. You're just not meant to be. And I believe in fate. And I do believe in timing. And everything happens for a reason. And, you know, sometimes... Things just don't work out and it's because of the lesson that you needed to extrapolate from it and not the actual thing itself. So maybe, and I I know personally, a lot of the work that I've done around relationships has been around this one specific relationship because I went through the gamut of all things that you could possibly go through. Mostly with this one guy and I've done so much healing and work around it that it's it's not about him. It was about the stuff that he illuminated for me. And there's still some things that I'm working on that I'm realizing were brought to my attention during that relationship, but weren't even necessarily about or because of the relationship itself. A lot of it was like childhood stuff that I had been um, swallowing for so many years. And being with him just shone the flashlight on it. And I think really, truly, he's my biggest mirror. He still is to this day. And I think every relationship, every person we meet is our mirror. You know, they illuminate something in ourselves that we need to work on. So for me, obviously, there was a very huge issue I had around vanity and perfection, mostly perfection. It wasn't specific about my body. It uh, The lesson showed itself to me by me wanting to work on my physical body. But the truth is I have an obsession with perfection and my body was one thing that I tried to perfect and it's not possible to perfect it. So I was taught that lesson over and over and over while I was dating him and even now I'm still kind of learning it. Um, I needed to let go of the need for perfection, the quest. It was a quest for me. Everything I did had to be perfect and slowly I started stripping that away and realizing that perfect is an illusion. Perfect doesn't serve me. Perfect doesn't even exist. And when I start to embody and embrace the truth, the natural way of I am, the imperfections, and just be myself, it it just all started to make more sense. Everything started to flow. And, you know, I started chipping away all of the drama and the toxicity that had been living in me. It wasn't like... It wasn't like the relationship was the toxic thing. You know, a relationship is you, another person, and the relationship itself. So it's three pieces. It's not just two people. You have to come together and say that you're going to create a container together and work on a relationship together. It's like your own little creation that is also separate of yourself. It's like a child. Your relationship is like a separate entity from you that you two create. And... You know, it wasn't him that was bad or toxic. It was what we did together in that relationship that showed me all the stuff that, yeah, some of it was his, some of it was mine, some of it was both of us, but, like, whatever I saw in him, I have in myself. That's what the mirror is, right? So anything that I saw in him that rubbed me the wrong way or pissed me off or made me angry or made me scream or made me cry, like that was something that was in me already and he just shown he just shown the light on it he held the mirror to my face so i had this obsession with perfection that i needed to let go of I, you know i did and i'm still doing it and it's so 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 hard but Without him or without that lesson, maybe not him specifically, but what the lesson that he was able to show me was like, I had to let that go. I had to stop acting like I was somebody I wasn't because that was making me more imperfect. The chase to be perfect made me more imperfect because I was running further and further away from my truth. And my truth is imperfect. My real honest self is not a perfect being, nobody is. So the more I chased it and the more I became towards the goal of perfection, the less I was Alicia. And without that relationship, I never would have become who I am today. And my point going back to all this is that (laughs) that, um, we all do this in some way, shape or form. And that is really, if I boil down every piece of relationship advice I could ever give you, Like, I'll start with the end here. It's always about you. Every single thing that bothers you in a relationship, every single trigger, every single attack, every single fight, it's about you, how you respond, what that means to you, and not about your partner. Nine times out of ten, it's not about your partner. And we'll get into deeper spiritual meanings about this because I know some of you are probably already thinking, like, well, if they cheat on me, it's about them, not me. Yes. You're right. It is about them, but it's still also about you. I hate to break it to you. It is still also about you. I'm not saying that means stay with them. I'm not saying that means leave. I'm just saying whatever cheating brings up for you is about you. It doesn't mean they're right or wrong. It just means you need to look at your piece of it. And when we get into a relationship, we stop doing that. So when we're outside of a relationship, all we try to do is fix all of our problems so that we're ready for one. And then when we're in one, we suddenly become the person that has no problems. And it's always about our partner. So you notice that switch? Before, when we're alone, we have nobody to blame our problems on. So we wallow and, you know, eventually wallow long enough that we get the motion to start making changes and move and fix the crap we hate about ourselves. But then when we're in the relationship, we think we fixed it all, which maybe we have but then we forget that it's a constant battle. It's a constant work, right? You know, you build a house and you put a roof on top of it. In 10, 20 years, you're gonna have to replace it. It doesn't last forever. It's the same thing with our patterns, with our thoughts, with our feelings, with our hearts. You know, We can't just fix something while we're single, get into a relationship and coast on autopilot, assuming that that problem's never gonna come back up for us. It probably will. We might not have to go through the whole lesson all over again, but you need to remind yourself what was it that snapped me out of it last time? What was it that I needed to do to come back to myself, my center, my, you know, my authenticity? And that's what the lesson is. Not the person. They're just illuminating it for you. So that's my, that's my theory and concept on relationships in general. And I can be way more specific with each one because I think spirituality plays a big part in toxicity and how we keep ourselves stuck. And I can get way deeper into that. But here's my introduction to the spiritual Carrie Bradshaw show with Leash. Is that relationships are really, when we boil it down, I wrote this in my journal right after a meditation, so I'll end with this today. Um, relationships are all about us. Everything we see in our partner is something that, we see in ourselves, reflected back to us. So whether it's love or whether it's anger or hate, we see that both. So if you think about relationships, like I I like the container example, but I also like this example. (sighs) Relationship, the connection to the other person is like a bridge, okay? There's your side of the bridge and there's their side of the bridge and you meet in the middle, okay? But both sides are the start, So think about that. You could start on your partner's side of the bridge. You could start on yours. But either way, you're going to meet in the middle. So if you're all the way on the partner's side, what do you have to do? You have to walk back towards your side to get into the middle. You have to walk back to your connection with yourself. You can't stay stuck with just yourself forever if you want to meet that person in the middle. You have to find a balance. But you also can't be all the way over on their side. So you always start with you. You always start from your side so if you're all the way on the other side come back to you find your way back to your center come back to that authentic true version of you and you'll find your partner at their true authentic version of them and yeah things might sway one way or the other and you might get lost a little bit but you'll always have yourself to come back to and so will they and that will keep you grounded in a relationship Being yourself, coming back to that authentic version of you, no matter what is going on with the other person. The more you stand in your truth, the more they can stand in their truth, the easier it is to stand together. And that's it. That's it in a nutshell. But we'll get deeper into way more specifics because I've got lots of theories and lots of questions and ideas and stories. Tons of stories. I have a story for everything, honestly. And we'll get into all that together. So Mercury Retrograde brought you early. I was planning on introducing this at some point, but it came sooner than I expected. Welcome to the Spiritual Carrie Bradshaw Show on the Soul Seeking Love Podcast. But this is where we're going to end tonight. I hope you enjoyed this specific episode. It's different than the others. Um, But please let me know. Please give me feedback so I can give more podcasts on what you really want to hear and not just random rants. But either way, I think the universe is going to try and tell me what to do anyway, because that episode getting deleted, it's been sitting on my computer all week, no problem. It was a sign that this was supposed to happen instead. So love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I really hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you did, of course, you know what to do. Subscribe, rate, review, share it with a friend. And of course, I'll see you again next week. Thanks so much and take care.